0: I'm Lauren and I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Burf, Burf Barf. Barf. Uh, the hottest place on earth.
1: <laughs> so we do have to turn off the air conditioning in this house in order to make the sound quality so beautiful, crisp, and perfect for mm-hmm. you. Perfect. So we are just gonna sweat ye old titties off for your sake. Which is great because I haven't
0: shaved super recently. <laughs> and I have dark hair, so that's for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, uh, do we have any uh, announcements to begin on with? Uh, we
0: do not have any new Patreons, but if you'd like to become a Patreon and support what we're doing, don't ask us what we're doing, but if you'd like us to keep doing it, please join <laughs> us on Patreon. We can't um, label it. But before we get into our own personal races, we do have like, we don't usually go through race results, but I do have some important race results that I feel like are worth mentioning on this podcast. So So, um, first off is... Uh, Shell ran the Warhammer 100 and uh
1: I've already heard about this from like three different people this really? week. People have been coming to me and being like, oh, "Did you hear about Beth Shell?" and I was I just, like,
0: "I think it's no, I what? think it's great." So the Warhammer 100 uh this year in particular was super grindy. The weather sucked. It was like it was hot, hot and, and muddy. rainy. Yeah, oh my god. Muddy, I heard is it a was heck of a combination. insanely technical. And uh Shell. uh Was there was like there was like twenty people out of fifty five that finished or something? Oh, less than that. Less than that. I think ten or less. Yeah. Um, Beth Shell missed the race cutoff by minutes. Yeah, by minutes. But was the third female
1: to finish. I think she's such an incredible baller and badass. I know that's amazing. It's amazing.
0: So Beth, I just I think it's such a cool, dope thing that like. You cross the finish line. The RD, like, I think was really great about just calling out Beth and being like, uh, you know, he couldn't give her the third place award because of the time Uh cutoff, And felt like from an RD perspective, like, he had to be objective that way. Yeah. But was just super complimentary and, like, recognizing that she crossed the finish line in a really tough race. She's amazing.
1: I've been seeing her out um, at Clear Creek for the whole season grinding just crazy miles. Like, if you go out for a training run and you need multiple pacers, you know that you're doing some (laughs) baller-ass training. Like, I would see her, and then I'd see her with a new person, and then I'd see her with a third person, and I'd be like, wow, you are running a lot today. Yes, she's an incredible baller, and I've always said, like, I didn't know her very well years ago, And then I got to know her a little bit better as sort of, like, our our race careers moved on. And the more that I got to know her, the more I saw, like, she has this incredible tenacity. And I feel like I can be somebody who, who is, like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck all of this. And I feel like maybe we used to be both fuck that people. And I feel like we're both coming into, like, we can do hard things kind of mode. Sure. Uh, and so I really feel like a sisterhood, like a kinship. Of ex fuck thatters. Of ex fuck thatters with Beth Shell. I just, but I have to say, I am not the kind of lady that would could run 36 hours right now. Like, that is just not something I want or could do. Uh, and so I just want to
0: point out that we did a 36 hour race no. like three weeks no. ago. Okay.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> anyway, we tip our hats to you, Beth Shell. Beth Shell. Um, the other race result worth calling out is also a DNF. And I just feel like these are, these are exemplary race results. Jessica Kay.
1: Oh, Jessica Kay. Wow. We love you and your crew so much. And we know that you spent so much time and energy and love and hard effort into preparing for the, for Bighorn and went out there and gave it your fucking all. And sometimes your stomach just does you wrong and boy we both know what that's like when your body just rejects you like Annie's had days of farts I've had days of puking and neither of the like we have been like we can't go on I think I think stomach issues are probably the worst I think so too because if you can like you can essentially almost cut a whole toe off and be like oh that hurts I bet I could keep walking though
0: I I have felt
1: less strife with a stress fracture than yeah I have with nausea yeah nausea is just like This thing that can take the beastliest people down. Yeah. Oh, man. And you've
0: had to spend more time in a race dealing with plantar fasciitis than diarrhea. Yeah. No, reverse. <laughs> reverse. You've had to spend more time dealing with <laughs> diarrhea
1: than PF during a race. <laughs> I
0: feel like that's good context.
1: Who me? Yes. Oh yeah, I was like what who, who's who's going to who airing you. Yeah, oh, we're welcome <laughs> You're to air laundry. my poops yeah. anywhere, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I and I give uh, mad respect for going for a Bighorn 100 as your first 100 because Insane. uh there is a there's like an, a national shortage of women Uh, putting themselves in these Mm -hmm. crazy hard scenarios Mm -hmm. and bighorn 100 and warhammer 100 are two such key examples of going going pussies to the wall
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah
0: um
1: jess yeah we we love you and you're a bad bitch Mm. oh i love when the when the best of race reports are dnfs that's great yeah also sam hartman warhammer dnf we yep. also tip our hats to you.
0: Yep. It's like a Viking funeral of race <laughs> results. We set you out in a boat
1: and caught you on fire. <laughs> uh, oh, we forgot to do... What's, what's in your, your drink? drink? What's in your drink? drink? What's in Ooh. your drink? I'm having um, my favorite beverage in the world right now, which is Athletic Brewing Company's Cerveza Atletica. Oh, NA an well, cool. and, and a light copper beer. And also... Uh, within my Koozie that is also Athletic Brewing Company, so it is the bomb. Also, I have a peach, peach bubbly bevy. Oh, nice! So I got my fake beer I actually and my thought fake you water. Just had
0: two fake beers. Nope, fake water and fake beer. Um, I have Mio Brand Ecto Cooler Caffeine <laughs> Drink. It's not the official name. But it looks like boogers. <laughs> it makes me feel bad.
1: Well, wow, I don't think a lot of people want any of the drinks we're having tonight. We used to drink things that people were probably like, oh that sounds good. And a dirty nail jean full of water. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Refreshing. Before we talk about anything serious, which we never do, <laughs> I I want to share something totally bizarre off the wall with everybody. Oh. And if you have more information about this topic, I would like you to please get in touch with me. And also know that Annie <laughs> knows nothing about what I'm about to tell you. Here we go. So I was at the Walrus the other night having some food with a friend, mm-hmm. and which is a bar downtown in Columbus. And I looked at – there was we were on the patio, and I saw a door – that goes upstairs, which is right downtown, like smack in the middle of downtown. You just went through the door and went up there without anybody giving you permission, didn't you? I really, really wanted to and almost did. Okay. Because the like little painted sign on the door <laughs> advertised for a place called Billionaire Maverick Jimmy Morelli. Congratulations. Welcome. And I was like... Okay, and it also says like high intensity high voltage cardio. And I was like voltage. <laughs> <laughs> do they electrify you? So, I immediately went to morelli.com, which I also encourage you to do. Um, because it is the most bizarre website that is just text script and no uh, and also an image of maybe a runner running under a palm tree. Okay. It's brief enough that I have to read it to you because Please. it's blowing my fucking mind. Please <laughs> divulge. This is the advertisement website for, I guess, a high voltage exercise studio in downtown Columbus. An internship, we're off to a weird start, <laughs> engineered for the true sportsman with a certain willfulness and percentage of molecule. Mm hmm. <laughs> To think, move, and create. Located in the futuristic 143 East Main Street downtown. Here it comes. High voltage luxury. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Always experimental. Boundless and irreverent. The ingredients are. I know you want to know. Writing them down. Calisthenics. Calisthenics. Brick walls. Brick walls. Suspended frankincense and myrrh. (laughs) It's actually, so the way the words are like disjointed, it's supposed to say suspended hardwood floors, but I don't even know. Does that make it better? (laughs) I feel like I understand suspended
0: frankincense and myrrh better (laughs) than suspended
1: hardwood floors. Words are side by side. So, okay, our ingredients so far are calisthenics, brick walls, suspended hardwood floors, frankincense and myrrh, but wait, there's more, fire, exotic tropical plants in a prescription of... The side effects are always, sometimes, maybe, capital letters, powerfully refreshing, with a smooth, delicious aftertaste of self-made independence and unlimited good luck. For reservations, call 614-506-8970. So, Wait. if you think that you just had a stroke, and you <laughs> don't you know just, what podcast you're on. Did you
0: just stumble upon a bachelor party or a show company?
1: <laughs> I don't. No, but my question now, oh, it's also the website is signed, ciao, Jimmy Morelli. <laughs> so my question now is, should I give up all the training I'm doing? Fire, fire your coach. Training. Stop with your plan. Don't do Rob Carr's 50-mile-hour plan anymore. Just sign up for high-voltage luxury.
0: And you've been training on unsuspended wood floors <laughs> like a
1: bleep <laughs> With no frankincense or myrrh. Okay, so (laughs) I tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to call the um, the billionaire maverick because I want to see. And I think it's going to be worth it. I kind of have a cap in my mind of how much I'm willing to spend to go to a high voltage luxury calisthenic experiment. Do you think
0: it's actually
1: it can't be real? It can't be real. However, have you
0: Googled the phone number yet?
1: No, but I will. Or you could just I, I leave it unknown. No, no. I'm going to call and I'm going to go if you can go. But I'm also going to like wear spy glasses and have an emergency button. I don't know. Maybe
0: I'll go with you. Okay. Depending on what You it should. Is.
1: Okay. So here's what it's triggering in my memory, which is a very weird thing that I didn't realize until now. That you've done a high voltage workout before. <laughs> <a little> <laughs> I've already done this. I should probably call it off. Years ago, my sister and I were down at Sidebar, which is like a fancy cocktail bar across the street. And I... Remember leaving there, looking across the street, and seeing a bunch of tropical plants in a window with people naked doing yoga. And I was like... That's not high voltage, though. No, it's not. But if you don't speak English, maybe it is.
0: Mm, That's only frankincense and myrrh. That's
1: not (laughs) high voltage. I I don't know. High voltage is universal. Also, it looked... (laughs) (laughs) It looked... Like someone's home. It looked like two people who were, like, lovers doing, like, weird sex yoga. Mm, and now you fully la- realize the you're lang- the wrong podcast. That's
0: not the language that aligns with that.
1: <laughs> but it's where it was. Mm. And there were tropical plants. Oh, that's where it was. That's where the business was.
0: However. However. The
1: fact that that used to be a
0: business where it was a yoga space tells me that maybe there is actually athletic things being conducted up there because the space would be ready for a work an actual workout
1: class that yes. it used to be prepared for like a it's a studio space. yeah but they electrified the floor <laughs> <laughs> okay let's keep, wait let's come talk this about concludes our ad for a kajillionaire billionaire morelli.com morelli. <laughs> uh yeah so if you know anything about that and you live in columbus or if you don't live in columbus please then you've you've already died <laughs> you've already been electrified and died um, yeah. I just I had to share that because it's been wigging me out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh let's talk about what we came to talk about. Sex baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sex yoga. Let's
0: talk about all you. the good and things and the bad things, bad things, things. that baby. Let's, let's talk about, about them. That. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh god, what so, have we done? So great
0: pivot into um I'll say like our our own race reports. Um. So, last weekend was it last weekend or two weekends ago? Was it just? Was it two? No, it was two. two. Yeah. I was gonna say if it was last weekend, time really has no meaning. But my brain's still a little melty because the heat has really cranked up. Yeah,
1: it's very warm in here. Uh, Okay. So the Lang family did something bonkers. I,
0: I will say I struggle a little bit with our podcast episode format when we we have two. Individual Separate, yeah, it's very difficult all I want to do is bounce back and forth between the two. It doesn't make any sense no, to do it that way. We can't do it that way. We have to go through one than the other. Yes, indeed. All right.
1: So, what did you guys do? What was it <laughs> called? You're so resigned to not I do that so that, that you can't you can't stand the format. Fine, you can't stand it. No, you gotta.
0: Ugh. All right, so the Lang family, which is me, my husband Andy, and my nearly nine-year-old but still eight-year-old daughter Arbor, we had signed up for our first ever family adventure race, and I'm not used to reading through whole websites.
1: I'm actually really shocked by that.
0: Period. Let alone like all the. I'm I'm not used to registering Arbor for races. Races, yeah. So, we were going to sign up for the Michigan Adventure Race in Cannonsburg, Michigan, which was a six-hour event that they changed to eight or Mm -hmm. five to six, something like that. It was less than double-digit hours. Okay. So, whatever. Yeah. So, I signed all three of us up to be our first family adventure race, and I emailed the RD after one of the race, uh, emails, um, the highly, uh highly reputable, Mark Von who has actually been a resource for the USARA Diversity Equity Inclusion Task oh, Force. Cool. Because he does a lot of things for his races to make sure that they're accessible. Amazing. Which I love. Love him. Um, and so I emailed him after sending out a race email and said, like, hey, should we bring our own youth PFD or will those be available? And he was like, well, the minimum age for the race is 14. <laughs> So, so they should
1: be able to fit in adult sized PFDs. I was
0: like, oh, and luckily, I, I had said, like, should we bring the youth PFD for my eight year old? And he was like, the minimum age is 14. I'm so sorry. I moved the minimum age up on the race registration page so that it's easier to see, so this won't happen <sighs> again. Um, was it a waiver liability issue? Uh, that's my understanding, yes. So he okay. said that part of the race was on a road with a narrow shoulder and was even like, hey, is there somebody that could take her to the paddle and the trekking section so she could still do the parts mm-hmm. of the race that she could do, um, which I totally get. There was mm-hmm. a fatality at an adventure race Yeah, Florida, no, don't mess with I it. So, like, it. I totally get it. understand, I get like, it. total understandable, but it was, it just, it sucked a little bit, but I, like... And Mark, Scrap that. And also, Mark made it right. So we scrapped that and we're like, okay, we still want to do something adventurous and hard as a family because mm-hmm. we've been like mentally preparing for this. Yes, I didn't say physically prepare, but I said no, mentally prepare. No, no, mentally. Prepare. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were looking up gravel Whatever, you've all been
1: riding a lot. You've yes, been doing yes, your yes, own yes. gravel grinders and yes. your husband and daughter have been doing major bike routes every single yes, weekend. So, absolutely. yes, everyone has yes. been preparing. This is true. This is true. Check I'm yourself before you wreck yourself. Um,
0: uh so we were looking at gravel grinder routes and in particular a longer one we haven't done a century yet as a family this year we did two last year and they were on the bike path so i was like let's do something that's oh, not the
1: bike path let's turn it up yeah because let's we create know, resistance yeah
0: we know we can do 100 miles on a bike path and we found the coast to coast gravel grinder which is the main event is a 200 mile gravel grinder bike gravel grinder that goes across michigan from coast to coast for the great lakes and they have a hundred mile route that uh starts in the same place as a 200 miler but is a big loop that comes back to the same place that it starts so we said hey let's do the course it's not we didn't do the race but we were like let's do the hundred mile course that is the coast to coast hundred mile gravel grinder okay fun fact that we didn't know until after we decided to do this the coast to coast gravel grinder has the same RD as the Michigan Adventure. That race. is insane.
1: That's totally <laughs> so insane. So I still
0: have it on my to do list to send Mark an email and be like, hey, we kind
1: of did one of your other races. That's so cool. Yeah. You have to do that. You have to tell him.
0: Yeah, I will. Um, so, oh, also, I want to point out that Mark uh, was very complimentary in saying, I'm sure she would be safer than most adults. I
1: mean, that's <laughs> true.
0: Yeah. Um, so we started and we knew it was going to be a tough day, but the idea was to start kind of like halfway in the loop, halfway through, we would put our feet into Lake Michigan and finish the rest of the miles
1: back to where we so were staying So start the night. in the middle of the mitten, hit the west coast of the mitten, yep. come back to the middle of the mitten. Yep.
0: Yep. And, uh... The first part of the course was relatively uneventful compared to the rest of the course. <laughs> Although I say that we got a flat in, Arbor got a flat in the first, um, I'm going to say like three hours. Oh. So we had to change on a, a yeah. flat tire, do yeah. a little, um, it was also her first flat on a right on a oh, bike wow. ride. So okay. we were like, this seems right. Yeah, um, got to learn. But there was some sand because you go through Big M Recreation Area, Mm -hmm. which is a big recreational area up in mid to northern Michigan. And that was a little... Uh, that was a little difficult because Andy and Arbor were both on gravel bikes. I was on my big 27 oh. and a half boost mountain bike and I was like, this just, seems fine. Just
1: gobbling it up like <laughs> yeah. no big deal. And like, they
0: just like slicing into it. Oh, like, cu- like cutting into yes, the ground was really yes. hard. Um, but it wasn't It wasn't too long at that point. So it was kind of like, oh, well, th- this mixes it up. We ended up doing pretty much every kind of dirt Tri- texture that yeah. you can think of. like. Sand, dirt, dirty pack, road, pavement, grass, concrete, everything—like yeah. every every flavor. Um, so we get to Ludington, which is the halfway point. We have the—I mo- think Arbor ate the most ice cream she's ever eaten. That's once. amazing.
1: A plus work <laughs> Arbor. Wow. And
0: then we went next door to the gas station and had some potato chips. And then we went mm. to Lake Michigan and put our feet in Lake Michigan on a hot day, oh, which was just delicious. Lake Michigan is beautiful and very cold and very cold which is great it was it was the perfect day that you actually want to be on the beach which to me is like 90 enough
1: yep oh yeah and,
0: and then we waded out into lake michigan it was great desanded got back on our bikes at this point i was trying hard not to do too much math because we had started at 6 30
1: a.m uh-huh on and, a saturday on
0: a saturday and i think it took us I wanna, By the time we put our feet in Lake Michigan, which granted was like ice cream time and convenience mm-hmm. store time and mm-hmm. everything, I think it was eight
1: hours at that point. But you were prepped. You had gear. You had headlamps. Yep. Yep. You the knew headlights. that that might happen. Yep. I mean, just looking at the sheer mileage and texture of the ground you knew yes. that might happen yep
0: and we were at like 44 miles at that oh, point man so i would have d- panicked i was just kind of like i legitimately just turned it off my brain was like but math and i was like it doesn't Mm-mm. matter
1: math doesn't exist i'm math good i'm just exist. gonna ride until i can't mm-hmm. until we're done yeah
0: yep we'll sort it out and uh we continue on our way and we get to go through like some awesome fields. Like I there was at one point Andy had brought the speaker and he was playing music on and also there was hardly we hardly passed any cars except for the main oh, roads and that's the city. wonderful. Like just these Low beautiful gravel roads with no one on mm, them. That's awesome. Like riding three abroad, being super <gasps> oh, like conscientious fun. of like traffic and everything. But like at one point we're going across this, this big beautiful farm field, three across. Andy's playing music on a speaker. We're all like singing out loud and I look that's, across at my husband that's like you adored, take a
1: picture with your mind and I said
0: I'm having, having a perfect, perfect moment. moment and Andy took a picture so I got yeah. to have, like that perfect moment oh. it was be- I mean and the sky was beautiful mm. it was supposed to be risk of rain all day but no rain panned out even though in retrospect you know, a little rain would have been good yeah um and we're getting we get to about mile 70 75 and uh at this point all three of us are kind of like Okay, like we're ready to start closing this out. Um, Arbor in Arbor's mind, once you get to thirty-five and lower, she's like in the home stretch, which is a great great bonkers to me. I need
1: like. Five left to be like okay uh-huh. Lauren we've done it
0: I agree I need like one and a half I know miles. you do like, I've seen you in yes. an adventure
1: race be like do not celebrate yeah. I will kill no, you no
0: I need to be like <laughs> and especially when you know like hey regardless like we have to get ourselves back to our lodging you mm-hmm. know you ha- you know that you There's can't more. turn it off yeah. you might have to walk three miles downhill to a car yeah but I was like hey Arbor like we've got 25 miles left and she was like awesome like I'm so excited this is great
1: not usually people's response no
0: Uh, so, it was almost, like, it was, like, a quarter mile after that. We hit this one road
1: section of the course that was just loose sand. It's, there could not be a worse thing to try to traverse through. Other than maybe, like, the peanut butter mud of Fiji. Yes.
0: And, like, I, like, even, just, yeah, I would say it was equivalent to deep mud. Like, so we're walking through and andy and arbor like can't can't hardly pedal at all and andy and I are like okay we're gonna cut out as soon as we get to the next road that yep. we can cut out it ended up being like three miles of sand
1: that's so brutal and demoralizing and
0: like there was like deer flies oh and, <laughs> and it's super hot and the sunset is happening at the same time like, so it's like watching getting, the day get away yeah, from so you so it's just kind of like Okay, we went from feeling like uh, we spent—I want to say—about an hour and a half getting through this section, and then when we got, when we finally got to cut out, it was like, oh, good. Now we're at seventy-eight
1: miles. Ugh. What was is morale like in the sand?
0: Bad, bad, not good. <laughs> like I felt, I felt okay, but like I also was not pushing a gravel bike. Like even at one point, Arbor was pushing my bike. Because even with it being heavier, with the bigger tires, it, it was, was rolling easier better. for her to push your, your it. Your daughter can reach the top of your bicycle? Yeah, she can reach the handlebars.
1: That's... She's a giant now, remember? Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I, just, I can't... That doesn't add up in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and I kept... Yeah, so she was pushing my bike for a while, and she was just like, I am miserable. Oh. She was like, I want this to be over. But
1: you said something to me that's really interesting, and you said that she self described herself as miserable in a way that like an athlete would in a hundred mile race rather than like a yes. kid being like I can't do it anymore. Yes. Which is like, a different thing to say. Absolutely. And she was not at all like I'm gonna quit or I'm gonna sit down. She was just, was like, just like noticing. I, she I was don't just like noticing. This. Like yeah. she she's more mindful than like than resigned. Yeah. Like this isn't fun. <laughs> That's just a fact.
0: Yep. So we're just we're just grinding through the sand. We finally pop out and like Get over to the nearest road um, to take ourselves back. We still have 20 miles. Sweet which, you know, 20 miles on a bike is like five. No, I think it's more than that. So, 20 miles on some gravel roads when it's starting to get dark and everybody's really pooped, like, I mean, that's another two hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a long time. Yeah. So, we're all happy to get out of the sand. We're having a little bit of like, PTSD of Yeah. being yeah. like, we're safe now. It's not going to be any more sand. No more sand's going to pop out at us. <laughs> Don't worry, it didn't. Okay. It was just like road from then on. We just did like straight Google Maps from there um, back to where we were staying. And it gets to be dark, dark. So we like stopped to put our lights on our bikes and everything. And Andy's like, how about, we had discussed like the runner idea, which is always our, mm-hmm. our safe backup is mm-hmm. like, hey, if it gets really bad, one of us will, like, stay with Arbor. Whichever one of us feels best, we'll just ride our bikes as fast as we can, go get the car and pick us up. And so when we had 10 miles left and we're putting our lights on, Andy went ahead to go get the van. And I was like, hey, Arbor, like, we're going to keep riding our bikes because that's what will get us back home soonest. Mm -hmm. Like, even if we go two miles an hour, it doesn't matter. We'll just keep keep pedaling along. And, you know, Arbor had felt like, you know, I'm miserable, I just want this to be over, and I, it was very important for me to acknowledge that she felt like crap, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also to help her understand, like, it can feel not good or not fun, and you can still do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, good because lesson. I feel like, I feel like as adults, we have to learn that all the time yeah. from an athletic perspective. Oh, yeah. Like, you feel like you should feel easy when you're about to set a pr and i Mm -hmm. don't think that's ever the case like i think when you have to wring it out and scoop out all the terrible bottoms of the bucket is when great things happen yeah so um andy takes off to get the van we're pedaling along she had felt you know terrible she just hated everything (laughs) and i was like so i heard you were telling lauren about minecraft yeah
1: she told me a lot about minecraft
0: what did you tell her I know everything she's ever said about Minecraft. Wow! And, but Arbor was like, so there was this new uh-huh. update in Minecraft, mm-hmm. and she just went on and was like, "Do you, what other questions do you have?" And I was like, "Tell me about the glow squid." And she was like, "Okay, so the glow squid—you can make a frame that that makes whatever's inside of it glow, and just like complete 180, just like mm-hmm. an adult. Like you can feel like uh-huh. it's not going to get any better. Your emotions mm-hmm. will not change." And something will swing you out there of it. There is energy like, to be found. Yes, mm-hmm. endless energy. There's, if you're
1: open to it. That's I'm feeling that so strongly <sighs> right now.
0: Also, uh, we went by this big, beautiful field, and because it was so late, like I think we stopped actually riding, and Andy picked us up about ten thirty so 6:30 in the morning to 10:30 at night that's
1: some ultra shit
0: yeah but because it was so late we went by this field and arbor loves fireflies and because it was so late she got to see all this oh. field full of fireflies and she like magic com- just energy like just oh. so yeah it was it, it was much more difficult than we had intended i shouldn't say much more we did it i would say it was twenty-five percent harder mm, than we were trying to choose. Because if we had like because consider if we had if we had ended when sunset actually happened at like nine, that would have felt a lot different than riding an hour and a half into the night. Mm-hmm. That you know Oh yeah, that time.
1: changes your perspective on what you did. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's
0: also a little funny to me because I kept thinking with the adventure race, I was like, it's gonna be so fun to ride bikes with Arbor through the night. Like, and I was like, "Whoa, Annie, no, no, it's not that kind of an event. We're not riding through the night. It's a six hour adventure race. It's okay. Like, yes. Yeah. You're, you're not your far titties, from that You're though. not there yet. And then you're also like, not far from it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh wait, here we are riding with our lights into the night.
1: You got a little bit of what you want. Uh-huh,
0: I got a little bit of what I wanted, but, uh, so yeah. All in all, another, uh, incredible experience of just being like, as a family, we're, pretty fucking dope
1: yeah you're pretty badass
0: and arbor is really tough wow and just some of the epiphany she's having about herself mm-hmm. is amazing and like we had the next day we were still a little bit well i say that the next day we went swimming in lake michigan and we're like this is the best and then oh. on the drive home we on the drive home we had a little bit of commiserating about like oh. fuck that sand yeah <laughs> that was the worst yeah 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 how was that part of the race mm-hmm. um but then As we were, like, almost home, she said, you know, I'm really proud of us. And it was, like, uh, you know, just over the course of, like, a day and a half went from, like, this is awful. She Mm -hmm. never said, like, I don't want to ever do this again, Mm -hmm. nothing like Mm -hmm. that. But she went from, like, this is a hard time, this is a big, hard thing, to, like, you know what? It's pretty cool that we did that.
1: Wow. Man. What a cool perspective for a Young kid to have.
0: Yeah. So that was our... It wasn't a race, but that was our That was our race weekend. So, oh, Mark, very Mark, thanks for uh, having a 100-mile gravel course out there that we didn't have to do any course planning. We just went and did the thing.
1: And didn't you say it has, like, incredibly tough cutoff times yeah, for the like actual an eight race hour
0: cutoff for the race that Although seems impossible i, to I don't me. i don't know there are still results that were like up to like 11 hours oh, okay. which makes a little bit more sense yeah. to me. but yeah i i like must know like if there was a live camera on the sandy section of the course i would watch it the whole time because <laughs> i don't understand
1: how people get through it i don't
0: understand how people get through it mm-hmm. like do you ride do you ride a fat bike the whole time mm. just to get through the sand section? Mm. No, I don't think you do. Do you ride a gravel bike and then just carry and run with your bike through that section?
1: No, that would be so taxing. Right?
0: I, I must know. So mm. those of you who do it or know of this race, please tell me yeah, how we how know. the pros or the average people get through the sandy section. Actually,
1: I'm more interested in. I must know. Same. I must know. Same. Well, Is it a high
0: voltage workout? <laughs>
1: <laughs> how else would you get through if you weren't electrocuted? All what? right,
0: so that was that was my weekend of the, what weekend was
1: it? Two weekends ago. The. It was s- June 12th that you did June that. June 12th, okay. Yeah. So oh. yay, yay Lang. Yeah, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Why, do you have something else you want to say? No, I
0: was going to, like, quote Strava stats, but you can always just go look at my Stravas. So you did, can do it. We did 95 miles. Uh, it was a pretty low amount of gain. It was, like, 20, I'm going to say it was, like, Twenty? No, no, not twenty. I was gonna two thousand. <laughs> okay, I
1: was gonna say, wow, not not low um, at all. Yeah, I think June. Yeah, because you guys were out on the bikes the day before I was running.
0: Yeah, ninety-five miles, twenty, just under twenty-five hundred feet of gain, which all those stats were exactly where we wanted <laughs>
1: we wanted them to be. It was just our our elapsed time was just under sixteen hours. That's, I mean, I wonder. Do we know the youngest kid to, like, run ultras? Uh, it's pretty young. Yeah. It's, like, 11, oh, 10, wow. maybe. Okay. Do we yeah. know about, like, the medical implications of children running ultras?
0: I think that's been, like, a conversation point, but in the same vein of, like,
1: being fat is unhealthy, which is not true. Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah. Yay, Langs. Yay, Langs. Amazing. Uh, So, the day after that... Uh, Which is so
0: funny that it was a Sunday
1: race. It's weird to have a Sunday race, but I, I think, I don't know if it's always been this way. I probably should have done more research on this race because it is a beloved, beloved and old race. The Laurel Highlands um, 70 mile race and 50K. I just did the 50K. And
0: it's 70 miles, not 70K. is a long question. yes. Got it. Okay.
1: I kept thinking it was 70K and then there was a 50K route and I was like, this course doesn't make any sense. No, no. No, no. It is an old race. It used to be um, run by different race directors than it is now. And it used to be kind of like you would have to mail in a paper form in order to get in and the people who got theirs in the fastest got to be in it. Yep. Um, A lot of people have done it for many, many years in a row. Um, Do you know
0: how many years it's been running?
1: I think the ultra sign-up results go back to, like, 91, but I I actually... I mean, that's remarkable. I don't know. Yeah, I should have probably researched some of that. Well, I mean, we can just say it's old. It's old. It's an old race and beloved by many. I would like to say that I I wish I could have harmonized on that fast enough. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's not true. So this whole race was an exercise in mindfulness and boundless energy. Uh... Unfortunately, as it turns out, I do think I peaked in late May, like looking at my data and like my statistics about like my heart rate and how effortless it felt to run fast on hills. Mm -hmm. That was all fun and dandy. And then we did the 36 hour race and then I did the fight for air climb. And I think I depleted all of my reserves Uh from both of those races so much that um, my watch was like overreaching, overreaching, unproductive. You're dying. You're dying. I also had the flu twice in three weeks. So my or body... Or whatever it was. Or whatever it was. So my body was, like, not exactly in the mood for this. Okay. But my mind was, because I just feel like racing right now. Okay. Um, Man, that's a
0: tough thing. I know. It's okay. Trying to get your brain and your body right at the same time seems nearly impossible.
1: I mean, I got fool's gold, as you call it. And yeah. that was a both day. Yeah. This was a... Um, Mostly there. Like, I would not say that I struggled so much that I was not <laughs> not having fun. No, that's not true either. It was a journey. So. Have
0: you given yourself a good rest period, like, in the last two months?
1: No. Mm-mm. And I don't mean, like, well, anything Well, I rested. Bonkers. I, mean I like ran one week. mile a day for a week because I had the flu. I don't know that that counts. i don't don't love to say that it does. I don't know that it yeah. counts either. It didn't feel like it counted. I mean, I've been doing nothing but s- I sleep and I nap every single day. I eat healthy foods. I quit drinking. Like, I'm doing everything I can to, like, yeah. baby my body Absolutely. into, like, feeling better. But it just wasn't exactly primed for this race. Yeah. So, I just
0: want us to be able to peak. Like, when you peak, I want you to just be able to stay peaking. It, it should be yeah. like, okay, once you check boxes one, two, three, and four, you're done. Unless no. you uncheck one of those boxes. No. It just at
1: home. I works. only get one peak a year, typically really? for the last five to seven years. Sometimes I get two. But I would, usually not.
0: I would venture. I would venture guess that you often get two because I feel like BFC is nearly a oh, peak for you most years.
1: Yeah, that's true. But BFC feels more like um, this <laughs> because you are my friend and you will come along on weird journeys. Uh-huh. It feels like I built a man out of mud with my hands. <laughs> oh, okay. rather than like like crafted something over a long period of time that is like beautiful. It just Got feels it. like I dug mud. I smack mud together, make primal to... being in woods. I, I, I don't. That doesn't make sense yes, out loud does. to you're anybody like, else.
0: So on other times, you would be like, oh, I have my backpack full of everything that I need. Uh-huh. And for BFC, you're like, what's in my pocket? I'll make it work. I've got a <laughs> yeah. knife. I'm going to cut yes. my hair and I'm going to put it around my elbow. <laughs> yeah. I did it. Now I'm going to take one of my laces
1: and wrap <laughs> it around my waist. Here we go. <laughs> also, like maybe, I do every year, I'm going to drool on myself from miles 20 to 35. Yep. Yeah. So- there's just, like... It. It's a weird space. Okay. Like, BFC is, like, ta- like, taking a pound of mushrooms. Like, Got it. It's just a weird liminal space. Okay.
0: One peak a year. Yeah, so one peak
1: main. a year. Okay. And, and then oh, a mud man mushroom okay. race. Good. Makes sense to me. <laughs> oh I'm so glad that it does. I hope it makes sense to someone else. <laughs> um, so I have been told by everyone that the first eight miles of this race were the, the hateful eight, this terrible climb that went on forever, and there were three different peaks... Um, I saw a bunch of friends at the start. Uh, I saw Chaz. I saw Erica G, who is Erica W now, but will always be Erica G in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw Joe. I got to run with Joe a little bit. Um, So I did those eight. And it was not raining yet. It was still morning. I was in the fun zone. And I had said to myself, I looked at winning times from previous years from the women. And I saw it was about 619, 620. And I thought, well, I could probably make it into the top five, top 10 zone with my current fitness. So I was watching my pace, watching my pace. And it was like dropping way down into like hysterically bad. Like
0: it's hard when it's 1640. You don't have anything to balance it out. No. And I
1: thought that's fine. I'm climbing strong and I feel good in my body. And I know that climbing is, is I'm doing well in climbing right now.
0: How are you doing compared to the people around you?
1: I don't even notice. Okay. There are people who keep passing me and then I keep passing them because I think they're panicking that I'm passing them. Okay. There are, I'm around a lot of brand new people who've never done ultras. Every time I hear someone talk, they say, this is my first ultra. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they were, uh, these two women were running it and I was like, what's your goal time? And they were like, around eight. And I was like, you need to slow down. Because I'm trying to go for, like, 6.15. Yeah. And I was really powering. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are running by me up hills. If eight is your goal and you've never done this, consider slowing down. But then I also heard somebody mansplaining them. And then I turned back to them and I said, you should run how you feel. Yeah. Have a good day. Because I realized that, like, I can't tell you how to be. Yeah. (laughs) And listening to men try to tell them how to be made me be like, (laughs) (laughs) kick you in the schwanz. Um. So I got past that first eight and was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I feel good. I feel strong. I feel energized. I'm ready to do these runnable miles for the next 20 miles. Dun, dun, dun. They never happened. (laughs) They never happened. So I got to about mile 10 and I was like, this is still a little uphill. And then the sky opened up and it rained so hard it was blinding and the trail flooded. (laughs) like three inches five inches of standing water um really technical jagged rocks i got the right shoes because annie lang told me what kind of shoes to get i got vibram mega grip soles which was the only move i cannot
0: recommend this enough specific so vibram has several outsoles, but specifically the vibram mega grip version it seems to be the only thing i can find that works at all on wet rocks
1: it was so critical i got the brand new version of the heroes which i've run in for years and years i've run in five iterations of the heroes i don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it it's a new balance show yeah yeah oh got it so uh thank god for those i matched up with a 19 year old dude from um ohio state named Adam Sussel, who was running his first 50K, who was awesome and delightful to run with. I ran with him for miles with an an idea of what he looked like in my head and finally turned around and was like, nope, not even close. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't guess what somebody looks like. So um, between miles 10 and 18, I realized that the entire time I was running, I was thinking, I'm gonna tell those motherfuckers who told me that this part was gonna be runnable, that I hate them and that they're stupid and that they're wrong. And I just, I had this cyclical, nonstop, negative self-talk, like, like I was prepping to yell at people. And I became more and more aware of that and was like, you run when you can, walk when you can't, be appreciative that you're in the woods. And then like the rain started to let up. And then I had decided at like mile 18 to 20, I was like, you must let this go. What kind of person are you that you're running a race thinking about the nasty things you're going to say to someone when you're done? What a waste. What a waste of your energy. And then I was like, you have boundless energy. You really do love this. Even if it's hard, it's like the thing that you like to do. And then I was like, you're right, Lauren. It is exactly that. And then, I mean, I I ran pretty well the whole race, but like, I think I ran with a little bit more grace and pep in my step after that because I was just like, don't waste your time. This is marvelous. Yeah. I would like to say the logistics and the uh, like aid stations at this race were A plus, 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 plus. Like, 12 out of 10. This course is very tricky. It's very technical. It's very wet and humid. But if you like all those things and you live in the Midwest, you're probably going to do... You're going to do these races no matter what. You're going to do races that sound like all of those descriptions. As like,
0: one-on-one backup. Laurel Highlands is in Pennsylvania near Ohio Pile. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, also known sometimes as Roxylvania.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of that. But the race director was... Dope. I think there are three of them. I interacted with one of them. Uh, The bussing was perfect. The start was perfect. The registration was perfect. It was just why are you why are you smirking at me?
0: Oh, because I want you to share like going to the aid station and being like, oh
1: yeah, oh my god, the aid station. I can't fucking tell you. I was (laughs) like, we
0: love a good aid station. Oh my god.
1: Through COVID, I've done a few in-person races, and they've been like. I'm like, we have, like, Ziploc baggies of wet Rice oh. Krispie treats, and that's all, but please don't touch us and don't come near us. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't want anything. Thank yeah. you. The aid stations were every single kind of food ever, like, like, old school ultra running. Do you have gummy bears? I was like, yeah. Do you have gummy bears? They're like, yeah. I was like, do you have cold Mountain Dew? They are like, mm-hmm. I was like, do you have ibuprofen? And they are like, mm-hmm. I was like, do you have bags of ice? And they were like, yeah. And I was like...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I was... So fucking stoked, and they had all of that at every aid station, so and good. they insisted <laughs> we just, oh, ghosts ghosts we they insisted on filling up your bag for you, oh and like service. like putting your tailwind in for you and then putting your lid back on like did they put your your impossible slider back on correctly? no your it bladder? got stuck several times. Yeah. I need to burn it, I know
0: uh. But they were just if you're looking if you are a proud owner of a bladder producing company and you're looking to sponsor someone, <laughs> maybe introduce you to birth Barf.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yes. So the aid stations were concierge level. Fantastic. Also, there were so many people cheering at every road intersection. Oh, like that's so cool. F- seriously, between 30 and 50 people at every uh, road intersection. And also you should know that this is obviously a point to point because I mentioned the buses. So you get, you park at the 30 mile and then you get bused back to the start, which is at like a a kayaking outdoor place. Got it. Um, Do you run, you run away from Ohio? You run away and up. You run up and you stay up and then you gradually go up and then you go up for 31 miles.
0: I'm still looking for the name of what this stat is, but I feel like this should be a thing that gets referenced when talking about any kind of course whether it's bike or on foot or whatever like the difference between climbing let's say a hundred feet over 10 miles is very different than climbing a hundred feet in one mile Mm -hmm. like i would much rather climb a thousand feet in one mile Mm -hmm. than climb a thousand feet over 10
1: miles exactly yes so this is like water torture And you'll be like, you'll look at it, and you'll look around, and you'll be like, I know we're supposed to run it, but I can't. I can't run it. So I tried a lot. In the end, the course ended up being uh, 6,200 feet of elevation gain, which is almost a not-your-mama's 50K.
0: Yeah.
1: That's nothing to sneeze at.
0: You should talk about your detour.
1: Yeah, oh, I will. Okay. Um, I also matched up with a couple, couple folks that I knew from other events. I saw... Um, Kevin, who was, a uh, part of a two-man, um, orienteering team that we knew from Nitrogain. Kevin! And his, uh, partner, Sydney, who's an incredible adventure racer, so... orienteer, oh. and ultra ultrarunner. We're, like, obsessed with you guys. You guys are amazing. I know. I'm so glad that you got
0: to, <laughs> we're acting like they're listening to this. Maybe they are. Maybe Hi, they Kevin. are. They might um, be. Um, I'm so happy that you got an opportunity to share how much we, like, have gushed about that. Oh, at yeah. Orienteering events. Oh, Just yeah. being
1: like, what? Why? Oh, yeah. Wow. I had to ask them. I was like, on this map how did you guys make it around the pond in the middle of the night? And he was like, oh, we swam. And I felt like I felt like that cracked open the secrets of all of orienteering, where you're like, how did you guys run around a five-mile pond? And you're like, oh, the fastest way from A to B is a straight line. We swam in the dark in the middle of the night. Okay. Anyway, I saw some folks we met at Trans Rockies who recognized me because I was wearing a burf barf hat. It was... I love the, the feeling that, like, you're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm with my people. And I definitely got, like, nom, 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 mm-hmm. some sense of that.
0: It's almost as if we're, like, part of a community. Oh. It's very yeah, nice to are. think
1: about. So I came. I was yo-yoing with um, – so there's also relay folks. So if you get past at the speed of light, you just have to pray to God they're a relay person. Yeah. So this woman who was, like, tattooed, pigtails, wearing neon colors, and I ran by her, and I was, like – I also love tattoos, neon colors, and pigtails. Have a good day. And she was like, what?
0: Please tell me you actually said. I for- said
1: all of those words to her. Thank and you. she was like,
0: uh-huh. Um, She's like, oh, I'm doing the relay, and my brain is not melted.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't
0: understand that. Exactly.
1: So she came past me again and was like, hey, good news. You've got a really cool downhill coming up. You're going to, like, crest at the ski lodge or the ski mountain, and then you'll come down the ski mountain. And I was like, yeah buddy that sounds tight So I did not have that piece of information before okay mm-hmm. so I got to the top of the ski mountain and for the first time ever there were no trees above me and the sun was out it was 80 degrees full humidity which was a little bit brutal So I did my old-fashioned um, pitchel move which is I soaked my hanky and I put it on my head and did the forest gump because I didn't want any sun touching my head. Mm-hmm. It was very well marked. There were yellow flags everywhere. I was going down a windy gravel road that felt very much like Trans Rockies and everything I've ever done in like Colorado ever, where you're like you go to the Ski Mountain and then you spend seven miles descending a winding gravel road, which mm-hmm. is really fun. Yeah. Until you pass out. Yeah, I was gonna say unless you when you first unless told you me the story,
0: I thought you were getting ready to tell me that you blacked out. I was like, okay. <laughs> it this, seems like this this place is, this this it. the place to
1: do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm winding down and I'm like I'm running nines, maybe like sub nines, like I am reeling it in. We're almost at like mile 26 and I'm like doing the oh, thing, yeah. burning it out. Like I can phone this in. I'm Even if it's technical, some of this, yeah. I was ready to dump it all out. And then I get to this intersection and I realize there's no yellow flags around me. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. And I look around and I just yelled no. And I was like, I'm. I said out loud, I'm going to cry. And then I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. What would Annie do? And I was like, download all trails. Okay, so I guess that's what we're doing. So I downloaded all trails and Gaia, and I found out where I was on a map, and then two guys came down the hill, and I went, help, I'm lost. (laughs) And they were like, for real? And I was like, yeah, a little. But we're like a mile off course. And they were like, because it was just straight down yeah straight down so uh, went back uphill luckily not a whole mile uphill because I cut through some stuff and then got back to the trail and was just like hmm that sucks because I felt like I was still in a place where I was going to finish at like what I would call my normal 50k time which is right around the 7.30 zone I ended up finishing at 7.37 and I probably added at least 25 minutes to my day
0: so you were actually, so you actually had a really good day plus a ski detour.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess in the end that's true. I ended up with a fifteen-minute mile average pace, and my I love the great adjusted pace because that, that Gelfie always made me feel better to be like, but look at the great adjusted pace. Yeah, which was like twelve forty-seven, and I was like, oh, yeah. that sounds amazing. Heck yeah! It's not actual data; it's feel better data.
0: <laughs> hey, it's based on an algorithm that makes real data. Sure,
1: but um, I got to. The end, and you have to do this little, like, loop jog around a parking lot, which is kind of a bitch slap. Just to
0: make the 50K mark happen?
1: Yes. It's kind of a bitch slap. I still only ended up with 30 and a half miles, even with a mile and a half detour. You should have been like, I did a detour. I'm not going around the parking lot. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. That's how that works. So in the end, uh, I feel super good about my work. And I feel good that, like, I feel like I was gifted a small hardship to give myself some clarity like wow if if you get so mad that your whole day is ruined over like some rocks and roots going uphill like you have some problems miss (laughs) so I was like okay got it I love this it's fun and hard and I I came to do it and that's what I did I can't imagine running the seven like 70 miles of that course because it's so technical and it's the kind of technical that you've seen me be like really pitiful on before yeah pitchal technical where I've just been like you can't. I don't
0: want to touch mm. a rock
1: it's anymore. Is seventy
0: mile, uh, one way or one way? Red? Yeah, yeah, one way, one
1: way. Hmm. But
0: I would be interested the difference the rain makes because, like, on rocks, that's a, a pretty big difference. Also, you should practice saying this as I am readjusting my brain for my own mindset on climbing. You can do technical. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just so you uphill like, is a little rough, but yes, mm, yeah, yeah. I The thing that I excelled on that I'll put in my pocket for a, another rainy day is that I saw a lot of participants running off trail to avoid deep mud and puddles of water mm-hmm. and I just clydesdaled through the middle like at full fucking Don't tilt with that yeah. no. The more you think about it, the more time you spend on it. And so I just plowed through and I was soaked all day. Like, yeah. you're not going to get dry when yeah. it's 85% humidity outside. You're yeah. just not. So yeah. awesome. uh, in the end, I love the race director. I understand the culture around it. Um, would I do it again? I would have to have a tremendous amount of amnesia to do so. But yeah. I, I do recommend it.
0: Hmm. I love it. Yeah. Did you hear? Have you seen results yet?
1: The results are actually still not posted to Ultra Sign Up. I actually contacted the race directors today to be like, hey... What's happening with that? Because um, the actual results they have up temporarily incorporate the relay finishers, so you can't really see where you stand. Um, But the pictures, the the professional pictures are wonderful. Uh, They are really good. They're very good, like really nice fog textures and like crispy trees, and it just looks beautiful. So. Uh, Yeah, you get a lot for the value of the race and a really cool shirt. Also,
0: the the, – have I seen the shirt? The branding is
1: really good. It's just a – what's odd is, like, it's a really big mountain, and you're like, that's not what the Midwest looks like. It It, should just be, like, the climb and then a flat. Yeah, that's what it should be because that's what it is and feels like. But, yeah, anyway, that was uh, my race. Laurel Highlands. Laurel Highlands. I feel like that's a classic. It is a
0: classic. Like – it's like on the list of uh, mid- like a mid- well-rounded portfolio of ultras.
1: There's also a triple crown that you can do, which is Heiner, World's End, and Laurel.
0: Oh, oh Jesus, that's I-
1: rough. Oh, you might as well stay home and punch yourself in the dick. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> with with that, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just
0: want to revel in that a, just a second longer. Oh, you did Laurel Highlands. Yeah, cool our next thing coming up uh i've got an adventure race coming up next weekend not next weekend in seven days that i'm stoked to be running with two women i have never done the adventure race with people i don't know thing and i'm super excited that it will be with deb flout and
1: the one and only sarah Dalman. wow which baller yeah baller status um I have no races for a while. I have She Ventures Camp and then Bailey's Race Weekend. However, we do have our annual giant bike ride on
0: the Fourth of Mm. July weekend coming up, which is just—it's. Oh,
1: I. We're gonna make it bigger this year. I love it. Can't wait to tell you about it. Yeah, more on that later.
0: But until next time, we are Berfar.